A new report alleges that Liberal MP Han Dong advised a Chinese diplomat to delay the freeing of the two Michaels, and Dong has now resigned from the Liberal caucus. The Alberta NDP is promising to create a Somali curriculum if elected in the province's spring general election. And U.S. President Joe Biden heads to Ottawa, where he will meet with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev, and others. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, March 23rd, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Rachel Emanuel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A new report by Global News based on national security sources claims that Liberal MP Han Dong advised a Chinese diplomat to delay the freeing of Canadians Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor. While Dong denies the claims, he's since resigned from the Liberal caucus. Kovrig and Spavor were detained by China in retaliation for the arrest of Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou by Canadian authorities. They have since been released following a deal with China secured by the U.S. Department of Justice. Now, according to the sources, Dong told China's Consul General in Toronto, Han Tao, that freeing the two Canadians would benefit the Conservatives. Additionally, Dong guided the diplomat to show progress on their cases in order to help the Liberals. Dong denies claims that he initiated the conversation, although he did confirm to Global News that he did speak with the diplomat. On Wednesday evening, Dong informed the House of Commons in tearful remarks that he would be resigning from the Liberal Party and would sit as an independent MP. Here's what that sounded like. I rise on a point of order. I have informed the Prime Minister and the leadership of the Liberal Party caucus that I will be sitting as an independent at the conclusion of these remarks. Mr. Speaker, I'm in your hands as to what happens next. To my wife, Sophie, and my kids, I love you. I thank you for all the support and love you give me. The truth will protect us. Our honor and our family will get through this together. Sorry about that. Thank you, Speaker. (laughs) Rachel, this is quite something. This news has really been rocking political corners. Gerald Butts, Justin Trudeau's former top advisor, posting, If true, it's one of the worst things I've ever heard a person do. But that is a gigantic if, he couched it as saying. But an interesting point that people are are really disturbed to think that Han Dong would say, well, keep these guys locked up longer for political reasons. Absolutely. This is one of the most damning reports that I've ever seen. I cannot imagine an MP doing something like this. It feels like it must be treason to me that as a Canadian, especially a Canadian politician, you would advise another foreign government to hold two of your fellow Canadian citizens in prison for longer. By the way, they're in prison arbitrarily to benefit your own party. So those are, of course, the biggest allegations that we're dealing with here. But obviously, Dong had to resign even because he did have that conversation with the diplomat, as he admitted to. And it sounds like the PMO had no knowledge of that. So either way, he's in a whole lot of trouble here. He's resigned from the Liberal caucus for now. I think a lot of people are calling for his full resignation, though. It'll be interesting to see how it proceeds. One thing that we had seen up until now was the Liberal communications machine pretty much in in quasi-denial of all of this, saying things are insinuations, that they are full of inaccuracies. And 
more or less standing by Handong, but this one seems like it was definitely a step too far. And obviously, in terms of just nonpartisan response, it's a huge response as a partisan issue as well. Uh, this really puts the liberals in a difficult situation because they were robustly uh, defending him, at least to some degree. Absolutely. And I guess now they looked at these allegations and they said they have no choice. They have to do something. They have to get him out of caucus. I'm wondering, Anthony, you've been doing this for a little longer than I have. Have you ever seen an instance when a report has come out and a, a member of a political party has resigned from that party so swiftly following that report? Because it was immediate. So you know that he was pulled aside right away and said, there's nothing we can do to help you anymore. You're out of the party. Yeah, again, from a, a basic sense of the issues and how this strikes uh, human beings that, wow, did this actually happen? That's going to resonate a lot. And then from politics, the idea that if you are the story for too long, if you are just dragging down their narrative for too long, you know, there's nothing you can really do. You've got to say you have to step away. And this becomes something that, you know, the prime minister just can't be up uh, facing any questions of this in terms of defending Handong. I guess he has to acknowledge, all right, Handong says it's inaccurate, but I'm not going to carry that for you. You have to bear this burden yourself now as, as the story continues to evolve. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to clear the allegations. If not, I'm sure he'll lose his seat in the next election if he doesn't have to resign earlier than that. An NDP government led by Rachel Notley will create a Somali curriculum. On Monday, NDP education critic Sarah Hoffman challenged her United Conservative Party government counterpart during question period, saying the government hasn't prioritized supporting youth learning in Alberta schools. Here's what that sounded like. Given that that's false, and given that Create a Somali curriculum is about celebrating the vibrant language and culture of Somali, Somalia while creating and ensuring that youth are supported in their learning in Alberta schools, and given that we are in the NDP and we are committed to making sure that all students in Alberta schools have the tools they need to be supported, and given that clearly hasn't been a priority under the UCP, we are committed to offering a Somali curriculum. So, why didn't the current education minister or anyone in the UCP make this a priority they've had four years. In response to the video circulating online, one Twitter user asked Hoffman to explain what a Somali curriculum is. The NDP deputy leader said it's, quote, a chance to learn language and culture of Somalia, just like many other languages we offer in Alberta schools, French, German, Spanish. Hoffman did not comment on whether teaching Somali culture would extend to teaching the nation's views on LGBTQ plus rights. It's illegal to openly practice an LGBT lifestyle in Somalia, an offense punishable by up to three years in prison. Anthony, this is one of those stories that you read and you're just kind of like, you just have to laugh a little bit. I thought that Hoffman's question in question period was very funny. She's like asking the minister, why haven't you done this very specific thing, create a curriculum for a very specific group of people? Obviously, there's a lot of different ethnicities among Canada and among Alberta. So I don't know. It's just one of those stories. It's like, why would they have thought of doing this? Also worth noting that there is a large Somali population in Edmonton for sure, but the Alberta NDP already has a stronghold over Edmonton. So, I mean, they feel like they would have won those ridings, whether or not they were pitching this curriculum. Rachel, I defer to you as our Alberta correspondent, because I got to be honest, I don't really understand uh, this story. I find this kind of bizarre. You know, I have uh, Somali uh, neighbors, friends, and, you know, we're all sort of in this together in terms of our kids being in the education system, and we root for the success of, of everyone of all backgrounds. I, I'm a little unclear what's going on here. If it's talking about uh, programs where people can learn different languages, and we know that there are uh, options now in addition 
to just learning French as an alternative in the school system. Okay, that's that's interesting. That's a conversation to have. But people asking, what does a Somali curriculum even mean? Is this just sort of shameless vote pandering? I'm, I'm really unclear what's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. It is a bit unclear what the curriculum would actually look like and what it would contain. Obviously, you know, there's some things I'm sure the NDP wouldn't be pushing for that is well accepted within Somalian culture. Um, I think also the minister's answer was really interesting when she responded during question period. She said that local school authorities already have the flexibility to develop local courses to address particular students or community needs, and that includes language and culture. So, you know, Alberta is one of those places where schools try to be pretty flexible with the needs of their specific community. And I think that's probably why the minister hadn't developed one specific curriculum for a specific region, because the Edmonton School Board could do so if they desired, or even a certain school with Edmonton could take on that initiative if so desired. But it does make it seem like with all that context, it is a bit of vote pandering that we have going on here. U.S. President Joe Biden arrives in Ottawa on Thursday. And in addition to meeting with the prime minister, he will be meeting with conservative leader Pierre Polyev. U.S. officials confirmed on Wednesday that Biden plans to have a pull-aside conversation with Polyev. According to officials, the president also plans to exchange pleasantries with other party leaders. Earlier this week, Polyev was asked what issues he would like Trudeau to raise in his meeting with Biden, and he indicated three big issues, softwood tariffs, Buy America policies, and Roxham Road. Here's what that sounded like. We have to bring home results for a change. After eight years of Trudeau, our Canadians are getting ripped off by the United States. We still have American softwood lumber tariffs on our forestry products. We still have Buy America, which discriminates against our construction workers in Canada. And Justin Trudeau says that he can't control our borders at Roxham Road without the help of Joe Biden. Now, those things should have been solved a long time ago. When the Conservatives were in office, we managed to secure a softwood lumber agreement in less than three months. We managed to get an exemption to buy America, and we managed to secure our borders with no mass illegal migration across Roxham Road or anywhere else. So Justin Trudeau needs to do what conservatives were able to do in, in just a few months when we were in power, and that is to say we need an end to, to the softwood lumber tariffs and a full reimbursement of all the illegally collected tariffs. We need a full exemption for all Canadian products from the Buy America policies, and we need to close Roxham Road to bring back lawful immigration to Canada. All three of these things happened when Conservatives were in power. Justin Trudeau's been Prime Minister for eight years, and he hasn't been able to do it. Rachel, it's always a delicate dance to do because, of course, the U.S. is our closest ally, our most important ally, and at the same time, there are issues that you want to push back on just a little bit when it comes to, well, yes, the Roxham Road concern, which is somewhat related to what's going on at the Mexico-US border. Uh, tariffs by America policies where it's like, hey, guys, we want to be a big part of your economy as well. So can we make a deal here? Yeah, I think it's a great get for Polyev that he's able to have this polar side conversation with Biden. Hopefully, I would imagine he would be able to raise some of these issues that he's mentioned he wants Trudeau to speak about with the U.S. president, like softwood tariffs, like buy American policies himself. And then he can come back to voters later on with a response. This is what that conversation looked like. I think that just sort of paints him in a very serious figure as the official opposition leader and as someone who could potentially be prime minister one day. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening. 
Have a great day.